0: It's just after eight o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Go! For peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Leverers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. PromoDirect.com. Use K-10 for a a 10% discount on your promotion items order. promodirect.com, and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook, visit williamhill.us, so get ready, because SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. That's
1: right. Monday night, just past 8 p.m., you are tuning in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM, locally here in Las Vegas, on KDON and streaming live nationwide on the Odyssey app. The we that I'm referring to this evening is myself, Jose Volonte, my co-host for the evening. As always, my guy Ian Bradford, also in studio with us, our guy, the one and only, the world famous producer Mark Hoke behind the big board doing what he does for us every single night keeping us in line, making sure we don't get out of line or do anything to get us in trouble. So, Mark, we greatly appreciate you, as always, my guy. We don't have any in-studio guests tonight, but we will have a guest returning once again on the phone with us this evening. He's not going to get lost. We don't have to worry about any GPSs or anything like that. It's very simple. He just has to answer the phone call. And we'll get him on the show. He is none other than T.C. Martin, the voice of the Las Vegas Aces, going to be on the show, giving us a little bit of preview of tomorrow night's game against the Indiana Fever. Can the Aces continue to stay hot and undefeated this season early in the WNBA? We'll chat it up with our guy, T.C., but I'm going to chat it up with my guy, Ian Bradford, up in the studio right now. How are you doing, my brother?
2: I'm doing good, man. What do we have in store for our uh, listeners tonight?
1: We got a lot, and the list came from you, as it does all the time. If you guys do not know, whenever we bring up topics, my guy Ian is the one that gets the paper rolling. He gets everything put down. So we know what we're going to talk about on these evenings, on these shows. Even the show that we do, Straight Bet Sports, that you guys can catch on all platforms, check it out. We, he's always the one basically setting it up for me, right? Setting up the show log. So I don't want to take credit you know, for credit that's not mine. I give credit where credit is due. But the credit that I will give right now is the one and only Mark Hogan. My guy, what's going on, brother? Hey, I didn't get a show log. Well, we don't really do show log. It's more of ideas, if that makes sense. Oh, okay, I didn't you know get I mean? those either. But you're you're great at, at what you do. So all you well, gotta do is can follow along it. with us. Yeah,
3: I, I got yeah. it.
1: Yeah, you know. But uh... it's like you hear baseball. Okay, you know what's gonna be talked about. You hear hockey. You know the Golden Knights are gonna win the whole thing. Like you know, you already know what. To are say. we talking ultimate frisbee? Now that one, you got me. That's a whole another conversation that I don't know about frisbee.
2: Is there a competitive Ultimate yes, Frisbee market? Of course, of course there is. There is.
1: I don't know if you could bet on it, but I know there, there's there's leagues out
3: there. If you go to betonline.ag, one of my show sponsors, uh, you might be able to. It wouldn't shock me. You see well, how yeah, he got the plug your, in there real quick? I love it.
2: Which favorite team? What's your favorite team? In what? Ultimate Frisbee.
3: Uh, the the Dancing disks They're out of Poughkeepsie, New York.
1: <laughs> now, <laughs> Ian's <laughs> grabbing his phone. He's like, he's, I, I, he's like, up. I need to Come make on. sure that this is real. And, and, and from the sound of Ian's voice, this is definitely real. Now, now, for oh. all those, I don't even know what to say about oh. that. I'm just in complete awe right now that this is actually true. That was true. a
2: spot check, Mark. You failed. <laughs>
1: uh, no, you failed. You looked. You looked for it. How did you, you even mean you think, think that was truthful Oh, my God. All (laughs) right. Yeah, (laughs) once again, you are tuned in to SportsX Radio live from the moon tonight. No, I'm just kidding because, I mean, if you guys can believe that, you can believe anything. But, look, thank you guys again for tuning in. We are coming to you live from PSPR Law Studios here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, the sports and entertainment capital of the world. I need to get that clear because there's way too many people in sports media that still say the entertainment capital of the world. Have you guys forgotten that we have sports here, that so much sports are coming here and continue to come here? We are, and we have been for a while now, the sports and entertainment capital of the world, guys do you, do you disagree with me on that on that statement?
2: Well, I disagreed until you said sports and entertainment capital of the world because I was like they're not lying, we are both, but that's what I'm saying. and if you find sports entertaining, then no again, no, no what I'm saying thing, is they like, always say <laughs> the, the,
1: the entertainment capital of the world no we're, we're not we're, we're the sports and entertainment capital of the world, now.
2: Even. I think we are becoming the sports capital of of the world but i think that there's still other markets that are much bigger than vegas right now like you could argue that you know dallas has a huge sports market philadelphia has a huge sports market uh even california like the with the 49ers and off that like there's a lot of different markets that i think are still bigger than vegas but we are very fastly because like very speedily we are becoming the sports capital of the world
1: we're definitely getting there we're definitely growing and one of the sports that's out there right now aside from hockey that was live today obviously let's go over some of these scores today the race continue to stay hot against the red sox they win that game four to one huge game by McClanahan, taking his record to nine and one now era of 2.02 on the season the guy is hot Philadelphia Phillies get a win against the Detroit Tigers. Aaron Nola getting his Finally. fifth win of the season. <laughs> five and four. I love to hear it from wow. these guys because you know they're going to give you their thoughts on oh. their Phillies. The Marlins, which to me, even though they're only five games above 500, it's a surprise team this season getting a 9-6 win against the Royals. Obviously, 18-42, not that good this year overall. Athletics continue to stay hot and not win games as the Pirates beat them 32-27. and 27. Las Vegas, I hope you're excited about your 12-50 Oakland Athletics because that's the garbage that you're getting here if you're accepting it. But if you saw the article <laughs> from our guy, Alan Snell, he put out a good article out there showing you the numbers, 72% are against the Oakland A's being here, just so you guys know that. It's not all roses. It's not all happy days here. It's not marshmallows and people saying, hey, we're happy. Let's hold hands and sing Kubaya. We have a baseball team coming. Hold your horses, people. A lot of people are on my side from what I said a few weeks ago. This team does not belong here. We have a lot more that needs to be fixed in the city of Las Vegas, in the state of Nevada, before we spend more local money on a garbage dumpster fire organization like the Oakland A's. Excuse me for saying it. That's just how I feel. So more of the scores. We got the Astros staying hot 11-4, going on the road, beating the Blue Jays. Brewers on the road losing to the Cincinnati Reds. 2-0. Rangers taking the win. Four three against the Cardinals had a little bit of a bet there that I gave out with some buddies had Perez over four and a half K's that hit for the Rangers there not a lot on the slate but we have a lot of talk about because there's still a lot going on in the world of sports guys but real quick real quick Mark
2: tell us how you really feel you you Jose.
1: You, you, you you talked about it earlier <laughs> about how your your Orioles are a game above us and, and and you feel that you guys are the better team than us this year, us in my New York Yankees. I didn't say that. I'm paraphrasing. You're right. I'm taking it a little bit over context. But how do you feel about your Orioles so far? Realistically, no jokes aside, how do you feel about your Orioles right now? I ask you all the time when we talk, because obviously more games in. You guys had a little bit of a slump there, gave away some games that you should have won. Overall, though, realistically, how are you feeling about Baltimore at this point in the season?
3: Pretty good. Uh, I'm a little disappointed about Grayson Rodriguez having to get sent down. Uh, you know, really, I think a lot of people were expecting that he was going to end up being the ace of the staff eventually. But he'll he'll get it squared up down the minors and be okay. But I, I would expect Baltimore is probably going to have to make a move for a pitcher. But they've got enough prospects they could get a new rotation if they wanted to. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good. But that whole division is just it, I. I, I wouldn't want to really pick who's going to win it at this point. you got four very good teams there, and it's going to be a dogfight all year long. So I won't be surprised if the Yankees win it. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jays win it, Rays, Orioles. <sighs> the Red Sox would shock me if they won, So, you know, especially with sale going down. But the, this is going to be a war, dude.
1: The one thing about baseball, though, and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, Eric, earlier today, and he mentioned how these teams are playing everyone now. You notice that? It's not just let's beat up on one side of just the AL and not play the NL. Let's not play other sides that we don't play as much. Now, you're playing everyone. And what's being shown, respectfully, the AL East is one of the best, if not the best division in baseball right now. Because everyone, except for the Red Sox because they're at 500, everyone is above 500. And if we're being honest, anyone in that division can fight to the end to take that division. And not only that. They can probably get you three teams out of this division, if we're being honest. The winner and two wild cards, right? I mean, I I know it's probably a stretch to say that, but the AL East is one of those divisions right now that they got pitching, they got hitting, and I mean that by almost every team. Look at Taj Bradley, the kid from the Rays. If he can get some run support and control his pitches a little bit, the kid's a strikeout monster. So there's just so much talent overall in that division right now. Baltimore doing really good, though. I mean, It's good to see different parity in the division. You don't want to always see the Yankees or always see Tampa now or always see the Red Sox as you have in the past. You want to see a little bit of movement,
2: and I like that. But I want to
1: talk to Ian about your Phillies, though.
2: First off, you say that like you're not a Yankees fan who dominated the sport for like like, (laughs) pretty much forever. Yankees um... all day. My
1: first (laughs) son was named after Derek
2: Jeter, you know? Yeah.
1: But let's talk about your Phillies. You guys have... A stacked roster, in my opinion. You have talent, we right? We have an
2: injured roster, and then we also have an aging roster. Correct. Um, but I, I, and, and to be honest, I don't know what's going on with Trey Turner. Three-game win um, streak for you guys? That's a huge, huge deal is that Trey Turner hasn't really shown up the way that we're paying him to. Um, but truth, truthfully be told, like I just, I just thought that when we lost uh, Reese Hoskins early on that it was going to be a rough season, and I was right. Uh, I'm starting to lean towards it's going to be a lost season. We will see if we can start streaking a little bit more, but I don't know. I'm not very hopeful. Uh, like I said, we're, you know, injuries have been piling up. We had a very long season last season, so that usually will happen. But uh, also, you know, Swarber looks old, so that that's another thing that's kind of holding us back, so...
1: So here's the thing, man. You guys are five and five in your last ten three game winning streak currently. You sit at twenty eight and thirty two, seven and a half out of first. And what's crazy is that that doesn't seem like a stretch because of the injuries.
2: I if we were in a different uh division, I'd say yes, but our I mean, our division has always been pretty pretty nasty. Like it, it, they compete really, really hard. So seven and a half is that that's a long wall to climb.
1: So look. If I'm being honest with you, Atlanta's the cream of the crop in the division. They got the pitching this have. year. They have great pitching this year. They're hitting the ball, right? The Marlins, if anything, I think that team can flounder. I think they're just hot at the right time. They're hot early. <laughs> are
3: you saying the, fl- the fish are going to flounder? No, no you really no, like that, right? No, 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 no pun intended.
1: Uh, but, but honestly, if, I mean, the Mets, again, I, I don't believe in Buck Shaw, Walter. Everything I've said about him before he got signed by the Mets and what I've said in his career continues to be true. If you want a participation trophy manager, that's what you get in him. You're never going to win anything, no matter what type of talent you give him. The thirty the problem, and
2: thirty for the Mets is horrible. The problem with the Mets is, is they're never like that good where you think they're going to win the World Series. However, they always, always give us a bunch of trouble. Like we usually split series with them constantly. That's true. And, the, the Mets um, I
1: think have beat you guys twelve of the last seventeen or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, some crazy number. Yeah,
2: and then Atlanta also usually has our number. So it's it, it's a tough division for us to get out of because it just seems like uh the two major powerhouses always have our number. But it's not impossible. I just I don't see a avenue without Reese. If, so if- Reese if Reese can speed up the recovery and get back by playoff time, then and be back to who he was before the injury, then maybe. But that that's a bad tear tour.
1: We've seen this with Philly, though. We know what they can do, we know that they can get hot when they need to. I'll go out on a limb and say here that they can probably do wild card. I think they can probably chase and grab a wild card. The division is going to be tough, man. Absolutely tough with the way Atlanta's playing. They are the cream of the crop. I think they're the best team. In my opinion, the way they're playing and the way that I've seen this team, I think they're the best team in the National League. You know, you know, you can have your opinion on anybody else, but the one team I wanted to talk about, which has been a big topic of conversation in a lot of forums that I've been at least, and I'm pretty sure it's a topic of conversation in the baseball world, is the San Diego Padres. Oh, San Diego Padres sitting at 27 and 32 with one of the biggest bankrolls and payrolls in baseball. You spent all this money on all this talent, and it's not producing. I've said it over and over again, and I sound like a broken record, and people tell me, Jose, no, no, well, that was the past. No, oh, well, you got to stop saying that. Look at past history, and look at what the San Diego Padres have done. They do this every single year. They spend money. They do trades. They bring in talent, and then they absolutely wet the bed. And what do they do? A complete fire sale, and they start getting rid of everyone, and they start rebuilding the team again. When is San Diego going to figure it out? Is it the manager? Is it the front office? Is it the ownership? What What is going on here? Because if we're being honest, if you look at this roster, they should be the 1st place team in this division. What, what needs I'll, to change? I think I'll,
2: it has to be at least two of those three.
3: Well, I'll give um, you another one, too, by the way. The park. That is a pitcher's park. I mean, yeah, they've only given up 235 runs this year, which – is one of the lowest totals in the league but they've only got 240. that is not an easy park to hit in and you, you really need a bunch of guys that are going to hit for average in there and, and you got some sluggers in that lineup that's an that i think that is one of the difficult parts about playing in San Diego right now I think they for their own sake at some point they got to do what Baltimore did and readjust the park that i think that's one of their major problems so go ahead Ian
2: <laughs> Ian what do you think I think it it has to be it has to be front like front office and management in my opinion. Um because it's just it seems like like you said, every year they accumulate talent and they just fall flat on their faces. Like nothing that they add to the team is doing what it's supposed to. So at some point it's probably more the management because the front office is putting all these people all these, you know, great players there, but if the general manager is not able to actual, actually use utilize them in the correct way, then they're not going to achieve anything. So I, I think that's the biggest problem. Um, and then maybe maybe it is what Mark said, and their their park is the one of the bigger issues. There's 30.
3: nobody on that team that's a regular. It's hitting over two sixty three right now. Two sixty three.
1: You got a roster yeah, with Manny Machado and.
4: Juan Soto.
1: It's unbelievable. And,
3: uh, and you know, know what of, yeah, you know well, What well, were
2: mad- their numbers like in that park before they? Before them two were there? Before they got there. No, like Soto and That's the what others. Like, that I don't know. I would wonder what the their career hitting in that park is.
1: And you know what's crazy is that I make fun of I make fun of Padres fans all the time. You know what I mean? I make fun of the organization. I know I talk a lot of crap. And I even said it, and I said it last year. Them beating the Dodgers in the playoffs was their World Series. They created that team specifically to beat the L.A. Dodgers. That's all it was. That team was just constructed to give the Dodgers fits and to fight against them and hopefully make the playoffs and do what they did last year. That's all this Padres team was constructed to do. At the end of the day, we're going to see the fire sale. I would not be surprised if Manny Machado's the first one gone because he was the first one there. Juan Soto just came in. I don't think they get rid of him. But if they find a way to get rid of Manny Machado, do not be surprised. And remember that I said it here on the show. Once again, Jose Volonte, my guy, Ian Bradford, our producer, Mark Koch, behind the big board. You are tuned in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM. K-Don in Las Vegas and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. We are filling in for Ken Thompson tonight. We got a lot more to talk about, but after the break, We're going to have our guy, T.C. Martin, the voice of the Las Vegas Aces and host of the T.C. Martin Show, joining us live on the phone. We'll be right back. Oh, man, you got me there, Mark. All right, turn the mic on before I was ready. Jose Volante, Ian Bradford, producer Mark Hoke. You guys are tuning in to SportsX Radio live here on 101.5 FM Don, and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. Would, would, would you like us to say you who too? I was Woo-hoo! waiting for you. You guys should have jumped in with me there, man. I wasn't ready for you to do that. I just um
3: I just you know figured you'd talk at some point. Hey, but that, I didn't think you'd sing badly.
1: Hey, hey whoa. You haven't caught me on my karaoke nights after I've had a few modelos Okay, so that's I don't a whole different story. need to see that. Ian. I, is it bad? <laughs>
2: I haven't seen either and I'm glad I haven't. Eventually you actually surprising that I haven't seen I'm surprised either.
1: you haven't seen my car You now we gotta take you to a Kurok. You got a video. Get it no, I've and, that. that's, never surface, <laughs> no, do, and that. that's never gonna surface. But we do <laughs> oh, we do I've, got I've videos and things lot, of that nature that we gotta that. talk about, yeah. man. But uh <laughs> once again, Whoa, he now. Jose Volonte Ian Bradford, Mark Hogue of the Mark Hogue Show producer here joining us live tonight. So check this out, guys. A lot going on in in Vegas, right? Obviously The Golden Knights getting a huge win tonight, which we're going to talk about here in a little while as well. Give you guys all the updates on that game. But the Las Vegas Aces and the Connecticut Suns squared off against one another back in 2022 in the WNBA Finals. With the Aces coming away with their first championship in their history. It's only fitting that two weeks now, right? Into the season, we get both of these teams again playing each other with both of them holding the two best records in the WNBA. The Aces obviously still undefeated 6-0, and even though the last game was a bit close there. They pulled away. And then you got Connecticut coming in nearly identical with a 6-1 and record. The Sun and the Aces play their first game tomorrow night. And next game on Thursday, both tip-offs are at 4 p.m. And the one and only, T.C. Martin, is joining us now of the T.C. Martin Show and the voice of the Las Vegas Aces. will be giving you all the play-by-play in those games and every single game this season. My guy, T.C., I know you're on the road right now. How are you doing?
4: I'm good, my friend. Just out here at the, the Mohegan Sun Casino and getting ready for uh, action tomorrow night. So just had a fantastic dinner. Michael Jordan Steakhouse. Went with a 32-ounce T-bone. You know, I got to get the food in there. And, of course, you'll have uh, some postings coming very soon.
1: Okay, okay. I'm waiting for the food post because every time you put the food stuff out there, I, I start to get hungry, and I start. To ch- I gotta check these places out because if you guys have not followed TC on social media, especially Facebook, where he puts all his food, then you're nice. missing out. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But what's good, my guy? Everything good with you though? You excited? You, I mean, were you a little bit nervous from the last game because that was a close one. That was a nail biter.
4: Yeah, it was. The Aces didn't play very good defense for the most part and in the fourth quarter, they turned it up and outscored them 28-17, and uh, they were tested in both games against Atlanta and against Indiana, but this is the first time uh, they've been on a four-game road trip where you're playing every other day, so it's definitely a challenge. Becky Hammond says, hey, we need to be challenged, and that was definitely the case, and I'll tell you right now, they're going to be challenged the next two nights uh, when they play Connecticut, the rematch, like you mentioned, of the WNBA Finals last year, so Looking forward to it, and we know that the Connecticut Sun have revenge on their minds.
1: So, TC, what have you seen from Candice? We talked about it the last time you were on the show. She's more games into the season now. How is she gelling with the rest of the ladies on this team?
4: You know, gelling isn't a factor uh, at all. And as a matter of fact, I just uh, got done talking with her and seeing her in our pregame interview tomorrow before the show. You can hear the uh, one-on-one interview with her, and we talk specifically about that but she definitely is uh, you know still trying to find her role. She's only playing about 18 20 minutes a game and like you know we talked about before she's not going to be that person that scores 20 25 30 points a game. She's going to be, you know, 10 to 15 16 points per game and just uh you know filling in. She's basically playing four and five minute stints at a time. But uh, again, she's facilitating, she's there to rebound when you need a big bucket, she'll, she'll give it to you. But she is more than happy just distributing the ball right now, looking for Asia, looking for KB, looking for Jackie Young and everybody else. So, uh, you know, again, she's finding her way, much different for her, but uh, she loves being part of this team. She wants another championship.
1: You mentioned Jackie, leading the, t- leading the team in minutes, points, steals, I mean, she's just doing it all, T.C. It it looks like right now she is on that MVP trail that you talked about just a few weeks ago. Is she just completely locked in right now? Because even when she gets the ball, she is no longer that hesitant rookie that she was.
4: Absolutely. We're looking at her fifth year in this league now, and she has just come along a long, long way from that uh, number one pick where we were kind of questioned back then. But, you know, right now she's got the – everything going on. She can dish. She can play defense. She's not afraid to go inside, and that was always a strength. But the biggest thing for her is she has really learned how to uh, play from the perimeter. Uh, she gets in the paint. She's, you know, got size over those other smaller guards. But the big thing she's worked on is that three-point shot. Jackie Young, right now to your point, is shooting at 60% from the field. That's right, 6 from the field and 55% from the three-point line. Hello, That is insane. I would have never expected that. I don't think she would have expected that, but she has worked a lot in the offseason on her outside shot. And uh, you know, right now she is kind of one of the main go-tos.
1: And one of my questions for you as well that I wanted to ask you, we got T.C. Martin of the T.C. Martin Show and Voice of the Aces joining us live here on SportsX Radio. Is Kelsey Plum with – Everything that happened in her personal life, you know, with Darren not being here now, we're six games into the season. How have you seen her focus being on and especially off the court
4: as well? Focus isn't a problem with her. never has been a problem. I think we talked about that before. But, uh, you know, right now she's struggling a little bit because she's not hitting her outside shots. I think she was 0 for 8 from 3 in the last game. But she is still, you know, creating. She's getting inside. She's lethal on the fast break. So, you know, focus will never, ever be a problem for KP, ever. So don't, you don't have to worry about that. Again, you know, she may not get the number of shots that she got in the past. She doesn't necessarily need to, to carry the team. Remember, she finished third in the MVP voting last year. Uh, she was an all-star. It was a great individual year. And you got to remember, under Bill Lambeer, I mean, she didn't know what her identity was. She really struggled. And now with under Becky Hammond, she kind of found her groove. But you got to remember, now you've got Candice Parker, which we talked about. You got Alicia Clark, who's come in here now, and she's playing lockdown defense. She's hitting, you know, 50% from three-point range. So Plum is going to get the shots that she got, you know, before. And uh, she has a need to fire up all those shots. Remember, everything still has to go through Asia Wilson. Eventually, more stuff will go through Candace Parker. Uh, Jackie has taken the big burden off uh from plum and others as well too so i think you know if we're talking about someone that kind of maybe needs to find their role a little bit maybe it's plum more so than candace but uh you know plum will get it together but it is not lack of focus got nothing to do with her being uh you know getting married right now she just has to find her shot she will find her shot and when she does then you'll see these 25 and 30 point games again
1: And on the Connecticut side of the ball with the Sun, you got DeJuana Bonner doing her thing. Obviously, Brianna Jones, Alyssa Thomas, all three of them averaging 14 or more points to start the season right now. What have you seen from them and anything that you can see that they can give fits or issues to the Aces tomorrow night?
4: You know, Bonner's always been a tough matchup for the Aces because she can, you know, be that stretch four, stretch five, and she can, you know, kill you from the perimeter, and she's lethal, you know, down low, She's got that up-and-under move that's patented uh, that she has. It's just phenomenal. So she can give you trouble. Uh, Alyssa Thomas is probably the one that I've always been most impressed with because she averages near a triple-double. She's phenomenal. She can get off uh, her shot anywhere on the floor. And when healthy, she's uh, phenomenal. But uh, i got to give a shout-out to uh, my girl that played for me back in Green Bay, uh, Natisha Heideman. She's now in her fifth year, and she has been the starting point guard for the Sun now for the second year. Uh, she had 19 points uh, a couple nights ago, two games ago, and she's really kind of really making that team go. You know, we thought that Connecticut might drop off a little bit because, you know, you're missing, you know, basically six players from last year's team, you know, including, um, you know, John Quell Jones and company and then Courtney Williams. But with Bonner and Thomas and Heideman, uh, they're right there. And, again, Kurt Miller is now, you know, the coach of the Sparks. He was the coach of the Sun. And, uh, you know, now you've uh, you've got a new coach that came over from from Indiana. You know, she's she, she's good. But the bottom line is the Connecticut center is still a formidable opponent. When it's all said and done in the East, it's going to be Connecticut, the Liberty, and probably the Mystics are going to be, you know, battling, uh, you know, for that spot to face hopefully the Aces in the final. But like I said, Connecticut's playing some great ball right now. They've got revenge in their mind. It's going to be, uh, you know, two very good games here Tuesday and Thursday night.
1: And you mentioned Dewana and how she can stretch the floor. I mean, her last game, 7 of 13, 3 of 7 from the three-point line, just shows you that she has range. It's not just about inside. It's about outside. She has the full game. And she's tied for third in the league with two and a, two and a half assists per game in her 13th season. That's just phenomenal. What do you think that the Aces have to do, though, to specifically slow her down and hope that no one else picks up the slack?
4: Well, you've got to – Basically, touch her on every possession. When she you can't let her get comfortable down low, you got to make sure you get a body on her. So you're going to see Asia spend some time on her. You'll see Kia Stokes spend some time on her, and then you'll probably see um, Alicia Clark because Alicia Clark is kind of the defensive stopper. She's kind of take over for Derek and Hamby and actually a much better defensive player than Hamby was. But Hamby always kind of got that lockdown assignment, even though Hamby was giving up a couple inches. Clark is that same way, but she is just so fundamentally sound when it comes to boxing out and everything. So I think the the Becky Hammond is going to give uh, Bonner several different looks, different size people, uh, you know, just a whole bunch of different looks to kind of slow her down a little bit. But, uh, you know, Bonner can get frustrated as well, too. And we see Bonner um, settling for outside shots, settling for threes, Then you know, you got to her, and that's exactly what happened in last year's championship series. The Aces, uh, you know, kind of played some mind games with her, and she wasn't real effective in all those games.
1: I wanted to ask you your thoughts on Kia Stokes. She's also played every game this season off the bench, obviously averaging 19 points per game. But her overall play, and what I mean by that, her disruptiveness, she's second in the team in rebounds with seven per game. She's, I believe, second on the team as well with blocks or something like that. She's around there close. But talk about her play off the bench and what she's brought to this Aces team.
2: You
4: know, Kia, this is a homecoming for her, you know, because remember, she went to school here at UConn. She appeared and won three straight uh, national championships in her four-year career at UConn under Gina Moriama. She had uh, four Final Four appearances. So she always seems to play well against the Sun, especially here. But, you know, with her coming off the bench now, I think it's it's a real strong asset for the Aces because it gives you that – defensive presence that shot blocking presence she's never going to be a a scorer but again you know with Parker and Wilson and with Stokes off the bench it just gives them a a great rebounding prowess and you got to remember the Aces right now are third in the WNBA in rebounding a lot of it is because of Kia Stokes.
1: TC how much fun are you having man let's be honest I mean you've been with this team since day one (laughs) like is is it even a job for you anymore at this point?
4: No man I'll, I'll tell you what, it's a job just because I put a lot of work into it. And a lot of people think that, you know, when you're broadcasting, oh, it's fun. And, you know, you're just uh, talking off the top of your head and you're seeing what's happening on the floor. But the bottom line is you got to know the league. You got to know the players. Uh, you you know, you got to do your homework, man. And uh, honestly, I spent about three to four hours of, of game prep before I, you know, make the calls uh, you know, for these games. But you're right, though, man. It is a joy. It's a blessing. Uh, I feel just, you know, so indebted to the Aces for giving me the opportunity when they got here six years ago. It's been a great run. been a great ride. And we always kind of knew that, you know, this franchise is going to be something special, you know, with, um, you know, Asia Wilson being the number one overall pick. And then you follow that up with all the other great picks. And then Mark Davis taking over the team. So it's it's a great team to be around. Uh, These ladies are phenomenal. The organization, as you've seen, you know, grown with uh, the hires of uh, you know, these great women of Natalie Williams and Nikki Vargas and, then of course, Becky Hammond and Mark Davis. Just, you
2: know, he's a fantastic
4: owner. He is really kind of the George Steinbrenner of the WNBA. And he, he won't hesitate in spending money. He won't. He wants to win. He wants to, you know, got that national uh, championship with the WNBA title last year. He wants another one this year. He's going to continue to, to work and, and make sure it happens. But back to your original question, yeah, a lot of fun, great moments, and uh, we have a blast with this team. And now that you know we're broadcasting all the games home and away, it's uh, it's, it's going to be a very very busy summer and fall.
1: And speaking about doing homework, someone in studio did his homework in a few seconds here, and he wanted to ask you a question. I believe. Okay. Uh-oh, he might want to turn his mic Yeah, I might on. want to turn the mic on there. I was <laughs> keeping it, keep it a little quiet there. But,
0: but, TC,
3: let me ask you this. You guys, uh, it, you're you're not running into New York until the end of June. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine there's, you know, quite a bit of hype getting ready for that game. Even though the Liberty are only 4-2 and two right now, you know, start. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with New York. And is everybody... A little bit in the back of their mind. I know it's a long way away, but I would think you'd be kind of looking forward to that confrontation.
4: Well, there's going to be two of them, like you mentioned, the the home game at the end of June. But then we come back here August 6th, which is a Sunday afternoon game. And uh, I'm looking forward to that weekend, uh, you guys, and let me tell you why. Because not only will I be here with the Aces and the New York Liberty at the Barclays Center, but that weekend, the Yankees are at home. And guess who the Yankees happen to be playing in a four-game set that weekend? Do you want to take a guess, Jose? The Houston Astros? You got that right. <laughs> what are the odds of that? I mean, they come to New York once a year, and they're going to be here the same time I am? Oh, man. Hanging out with Dusty going to Yankee Stadium. You know, and checking out the Astros and the Yanks and the following day, I got the Liberty and I got uh, uh, the Aces. Are you kidding me? I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. I think it's so going to be have, a great WNBA Let me, let me answer Mark's question. Or you guys' question. I'm sorry. With <laughs> the <stuff>. uh, yeah. <laughs> let me get back to that. Um, yes, we saw the Liberty in the exhibition game, if you remember that. And the Aces and Liberty both played that game like it was a regular season game her first three quarters both went with their starters and remember the aces led 50 to 30 at halftime and a message was sent there and we all kind of talked about that including people in the front office saying like hey you know this isn't just going to be you know, trying to round out the roster becky was really wanted to see what her starters had candace parker got a lot of minutes in that game and a message was sent so yeah they're kind of you know they hear the hype. They understand that people are thinking, oh, okay, it's a foregone conclusion. It's going to be Aces and Liberty in the finals. But like I said, Connecticut's going to have something to say about it. The Mystics are going to have something to say about it. And there are other teams here that are improving rapidly. And we saw just two of them with Atlanta and Indiana. And you know Chicago going to be in the mix as well too. But yes, yes, the, the the Liberty. They made a lot of changes, a lot of acquisitions, and they're going to continue to get better and better as the season rolls around. So. I think everyone is looking forward to those two matchups coming up.
1: TC, greatly appreciate you. I'm going to let you get some rest because I know you got a big day tomorrow. Again, let everyone know where they can find you and what we have going on this week.
4: You got that right, Jose. I appreciate it. Well, of course, uh, Jose is going to be filling in for me on my show tomorrow and Wednesday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific time. So uh, make sure you listen to Jose locally in Las Vegas, uh, 1400 a.m. But, of course, streaming live uh, everywhere at tcmartinshow.com. Jose, I appreciate you uh, filling in tomorrow and Wednesday. Greatly appreciate that. Have some fun with that, brother. And, uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, TCMartin21. Facebook, you can check me there. And, of course, uh, the Aces Radio Network. And, uh, listen, tune into the games tomorrow. We're not going to be on ESPN Las Vegas, but we are going to be on a Raider Nation radio on Tuesday and Thursday because of the early start times. 3.30 pregame tomorrow. Candace Parker joins me along with head coach Becky Hammond. We tip it off at 4 o'clock. And then on Thursday, we're staying here uh, for game two of the series against Connecticut Sun. uh, Kia Stokes, who we just talked about, the Connecticut native. The UConn uh, graduate will be joining me for the pregame show, along with Becky Hammond. And, of course, all the play-by-play gets underway Tuesday and Thursday, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. at 4 o'clock tip-off. So check it all out. And uh, listen to my man, Jose, taking care of business for me tomorrow.
1: T.C., greatly appreciate you for the opportunity and for always gracing the airways for us a little bit. We greatly appreciate you. Take care of yourself. Get some rest, and we'll be
4: tuning in tomorrow. Thank you, my friend. And, Ian, shout out to you and Marky Mark. Watch out, Mark, because I'm coming after you, brother. Hey, Are you trying to get a, are
3: you trying to get a match with me? Uh, I'd pay for I that. I mean, seriously? I'd pay for that. I got friends, man. You got friends, man. I've got some enemies too, apparently, but uh... (laughs) there you go. Used to have friends now. I appreciate it, man.
1: Greetings and good night from Yukon country. Let's go. Let's go, Aces. All right, man. Jose Volante, Ian Bradford, our producer, Mark Coke, behind the big board. We got to take a little break, but you are tuning to SportsX Radio live here from Las Vegas on 101.5 FM, KDON, and streaming worldwide on the Odyssey app. We'll be right back.
0: Me está gustando más de lo normal, todo mi sentidos van pidiendo más, eso hay que tomarlo sin ningún apuro,
2: despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito, deja que te diga cosas al oído, para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo,
0: deja What's going on, everybody? Jose Volonte, Ian
1: Bradford, producer Mark Holt behind the big board. I love that song. I'm glad you brought that one up, man. That's, I am never that, playing that, that again. That is my six year old no, no, favorite here, here. song. When he was like, "Why?" Because I was dancing in the studio. Next you weren't. We're no, 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 we're no. no, no we're hold hold, to have on. Some video hold on. Hold
3: on, Ian. Actually, we're working on that. But <laughs> Ian, um, could you describe in your best radio abilities A-
2: what, just, what just what <laughs> just happened in the studio? A- absolutely not. Um, I think he was twerking. Yes, that I was, was.
3: kind of spice Girl'y it, thing yeah, going I there. Know. It, and it
2: it's I, really weird. It made me uncomfortable hey, a little hey.
3: bit. I feel like, I, Ian, I feel like you should have whipped out a 20.
2: Do we have an HR department over here?
1: <laughs>
3: anyway, <laughs> yeah. staying on topic, Odyssey, talking about ripping
1: HR. out 20s and busting out 20s, <laughs> we have Making it the Saudi club, al ahatad I hope I said that correctly, per source Fabricio Romano, Kareem Benzema, champion, for Real Madrid, champion for France, has signed a three-year, $643 million contract to go play against his former running mate, Cristiano Ronaldo, because both teams are in the same league. Al Qatar is where Cristiano Ronaldo now plays after taking that huge contract. He sucked. His team sucked. Actually, he didn't suck. I think he scored 12 goals in 14 games, so not the greatest for him, but still continued to do what he did. The team didn't win anything, but... This is insane. Who this, do we see next? This, this is Messi top, going next?
2: This tops that, right? Like, Oh, this
1: man. tops that deal, 100%. This has to top that deal. I'm going to look up Cristiano. Because I, we'll I, I know after, Ronaldo's yeah.
2: was like pretty big, and we were all talking about it when it happened. So the fact that this is literally a, uh NFL salary cap per year is insane.
1: Let me see if I can find Cristiano Ronaldo's deal because I know oh. this was going to be short and we got to get to a commercial break again because you know we, well, we took a little I, long.
3: I will stall for you. Do you realize what the Saudis are doing in terms of athletics? If you think about this, the money that they're putting up for live golf, then you hear something like this. Boy, this is this is an interesting move by Saudi Arabia, and you know, and actually, we were dealing with that with WWE too. They're paying WWE a ton of money to do those shows over there. I mean, a ton. It is fascinating to see the saudis you know and some people are kind of saying well you know they're using sports to cover up the social issues but they are really diving in head first head first into athletics it's fascinating to see
2: i i mean they're putting up so much money that it's actually if we wanted to match it i don't know if a lot of owners and uh out here could actually so check this some.
1: out check this out cristiano ronaldo's deal is seventy five million dollars per year for his on field services, but with commercial agreements yeah. and marketing and all that, it can reach. Oh my god, it can reach two hundred and seven million dollars per season to freaking kick a ball around at the age of thirty seven. And soccer sucks.
2: So, so this soccer one does not suck. <laughs> so this one it <laughs> does top that, but. Yeah. The Al Al-Naz- the Nazar. That, that's Alcatraz, still insane here. money.
1: It's just insane money. But the thing, it makes you wonder how picked- much money do they have over there in the UAE? I, I mean, die. they
3: have a. They, you know they they're building a new city. God.
1: You know they're building a whole new city, right? You guys heard yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. That giant silver metal, metal thing that they're going to build. It's insane. But look. The other thing that's insane is, and this is probably the smallest segment we've had since we've been on this show, but it happens <laughs> because we run out of time from time to time. But look, in the second hour when we get back, we got a lot to talk about. VGK, NBA Finals, so much more. But do us a favor. Follow us all on our social medias, Jose underscore Volonte, B underscore Sports, our guy at Mark Show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to find us, find us. Straight Bet Sports for our podcast. But once again, Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford, Mark Hoke behind the big board, live here on 101.5 FM Sports Radio. You are tuned in live on the Odyssey app worldwide to all my people listening to on the East Coast, all my guys from the outlet SV. I got to give a big shout-out to my guy Plug, my guy Ozzy, my guy Lion Slayer, my guy Tennessee Shark. All of them. If you guys have not checked it out, check me out on Twitter. The link is there. Click the link. It's completely free. Jump in the Discord, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. We will be right back.
0: Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle, and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results is at psbrlaw.com Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations, one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today. For peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744, 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the aviators, promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order, promodirect.com, and by William hill racing sportsbook america's leading racing sportsbook visit williamhill.us so get ready because sports x radio with ken thompson starts now. Now. now
1: jose Volonte coming back to you for hour number two live here on sports radio 101.5 fm k don streaming live in las vegas and of course, on the Odyssey app, streaming worldwide. For those of you that aren't here locally on the radio, ring your car, listen to the AM, FM side. But we have our guy, Ian Bradford, in studio. Mark Hoke, producer behind the big board, hanging out with us here on a lovely Monday night. Getting my weekend started, technically, because I'm off tomorrow, so I get to hang out. But I got a lot more stuff going on with the show. Obviously, as TC told you guys, I'll be filling in for him tomorrow. So tune in 2 to 4 p.m. TCMartinshow.com. Make sure you guys check that out. But, guys. We have a lot to talk about, and these are very important things that we have to talk about. Obviously, one of them being the fact that the Oakland A's are just horrible. No, we already talked about that. We're not going to talk about are that. Are we going to talk about Choco Tacos? Ooh, taco tacos.
2: They're pretty good. You, you I haven't really had a Choco taco taco. Trying to get our media credentials revoked before we get I Haven't get them, had right. a Choco taco
1: taco. <laughs> oh I'll be all right. I'm already I'm already approved by somebody. Anyways, um I don't want to say who cuz then I might get in trouble for that one. But look guys, talking about getting in trouble and saying things, right? There's a lot that's going on right now in the world of sports media. I don't want to talk about that yet because that's very juicy. But we got to get to what happened tonight. Vegas Golden Knights put on another masterpiece. First game 6-2. Now what do we see? Seven two final. This team, in my opinion, is destined to just possibly sweep this series. I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna put the jinx on them, but if, if you look at the way that they're playing, right? They are playing so just lights out. Not only that, they've scored nine. They had, what was it? Nine goal scorers through the first two games of a Stanley Cup final are the most by any team in NHL history. Mark, you said it. 38-3 when a team goes up 2-0. 2-0. 38-3. I just hope that this Vegas Knights team stays focused. I hope that they continue to play the way that they're playing. Jonathan Marchessault is playing unbelievable hockey right now. 12 goals in his last... 13, I believe, now in his last 12 games because he scored two tonight, right? You have a, a-, a guy in Aiden Hill that... Wasn't even the starting goalie to enter these playoffs and fills in and does what he does. Ian, you tapped on it. The depth, the longevity of this team, right? Mark said the same thing. Going into the playoffs, as you get there, this team is just full of depth right now. Their overall roster, I believe, is just too much for the Florida Panthers. The line changes, the shifts. Everything that they have is just unbelievable. The way that they're playing in front of Aiden, that defense is playing unbelievable hockey right now. Offensively, not scared at all. This looks like the team that we had in year one, focused, having fun, playing hockey, and if I'm being honest with you, Bruce looks like he's a guy that's out to prove a point. He's basically saying, okay, Boston, you wanted to fire me after I gave you winning seasons? After I did really good, I know we didn't get a cup. And then he comes here, and look what he's done with this roster. He hasn't had the same roster all year, right, guys? He's been switching it up with the goalkeeper, with the different lines that he's had, with the injuries and being able to bring guys up from the Silver Knights and do all that movement, right? And look where they're at. They are now two games away from bringing the second professional championship in Las Vegas history, and not only that, completing what George McPhee said, what did he say, playoffs in three, cup and six? Eh, you know, not all the way around perfect, but one play I'll talk about, and then I'll let you guys give me your thoughts on the game, and it just shows you why they gave him that C, why they made him the captain, the first captain in the history of the Vegas Golden Knights. That's Mark Stone. If you guys saw the play that he made today after breaking his stick, coming off the ice and making sure to check someone, just clocking the guy, making sure you get him out of his way, coming back in, helping with the assist on the goal. That's what a captain does. A captain plays a full game of hockey, not just trying to score, not just trying to pass. But what else am I looking at? What else is going on around me that I can do to help my team, whether if it's the smallest or the biggest thing? And I'm sorry, Mark Stone is playing great right now for this team. He's the captain for a reason. I hope they can keep it going. Biggest crowd in attendance since 2000, and I think they said 19, when they played San Jose. I love what I'm seeing, guys. I just I don't want to say it's over yet. You know what I mean? I don't want to throw that out there and say that it's done because Florida can still go home and get one. Things can change on home ice. We know that. Look at how good they've been. And I say that with the Golden Knights. But then the other thing that you got to remember too, guys, okay? And then I'll shut up because I know you're looking at me like, okay, you're not looking at me the way I want you to look at me. But
3: Are you looking at us longingly?
1: Longingly, there you go, that one. <laughs> um, got to learn new words with Mark. But this team was amazing against the East. And this team historically has been great against the Florida Panthers. So don't call me crazy if I say that we can possibly see a sweep.
2: We can. And uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me is the fact that they are playing together. And they have been playing together all year. And I think a lot of that has to do with the adversity that they've had to deal with all year. Like you said, m- switching goalies pretty much the entire year through, right? I I wonder if Eichel's injury history has also kind of like played a Part in the fact that he's healthy now. He's getting may, maybe that presence and having the injury that he had when he first came to us. That the the neck injury. Maybe that is helping the other players that are dealing with injuries, and the players have a little bit more compassion with. Coming together. I mean, I know they're professional players. They all have dealt with injuries. They all have that. But maybe the seriousness of Eichel's injury has helped as a leader in that uh, locker room. Um, if you're the Carolina Panthers coach, Paul Maurice, what, like, let's look at it from a different perspective. Yeah, what do you tell your team going, you're down 0 2, right? And you're not just getting manhandled, manhand, you're getting slaughtered out there. What do you tell them I know what going I'd say. forward to try <laughs> to even this series up?
3: As a, as a former long-time coach, I know what I'd be doing. Those games are over, boys. They're done. We played badly. We haven't seen this team at full strength. They hadn't played them since March. We're going home. We've got some time. We regroup. We have been beating great teams through this whole playoff. We're a very good team. Yeah, we got blitzed. And... You know, we came out playing really physical and, you know, maybe that wasn't the right tactic. And, you know, let's watch some film and figure it out. Because, it, you know, you you get beat, but, you know, it's a best of seven. You've got plenty. No, died, it's a best of seven. You've got plenty of time right now to, to go back and see what you did wrong. And, you know, when the wheels come off like they did tonight, that's one, if you're, especially if you're a professional, like, you know what? Bad game. Forget it, and that's what you have to do. I mean, it's it's a shame that this didn't happen in Game Three. This happens in Game Three. The series is probably over. But getting the break and getting to go back, you know, get to sleep in your own bed, get to your facility, take some time and regroup. Don't count the Florida team out. I I mean, I think the Knights are playing unbelievable hockey. They're doing slick stuff out there. That teammates that are tight do mm-hmm. you know i mean as a flyers fan i've seen a lot of i saw a lot of teams get to the cup and lose you know break my heart these guys are just seem like they're so in sync right now and and you have experience there too on, on the vegas side with you know all the guys that were in the stanley cup before you know, they've been there you got guys from st louis and some of the guys that have been in the stanley cups they've got it they they know what they need to do and i think that experience is going to carry it but you're you're coaching Florida, you're saying those are two games. We go back home, we win our two, we're back to even. So, it's all good. Just forget about it and let's go.
1: And you talked about the playoff and the Stanley Cup final experience, one of the original, and I call him the original misfit, Jonathan Marshall. So, he matched his playoff record with points with seven straight games for the VGK. His 12 goals lead the team and are another team record that are just one off from the league lead.
2: But, I know you were going to say something before
1: you jumped into your mic and tried to fight
2: with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll tell you what I would tell them on both sides, right? If I'm Paul Maurice, what I'm telling the Panthers is, look, we've been here before. We were down 3-1 against Boston. They're considered the best team. Okay, touche. We came back, won that series, and now we're in the Stanley Cups. We can do this. So I would I would be looking at that film. See what you did well in that series. And try to apply it in this series. And on the flip side. If I'm the Golden Knights. I'm watching that film. I am studying that film. Why did the Boston Bruins. Completely choke and fold. Against this team. And how do we not allow that to happen. That's. That's what I would do on both sides.
3: Yeah, you can't, you can't. When you have a game like this game too, and I and I hate to dampen it because it was a masterful performance tonight, but you can't take that as the kind of the mean of what's going to be happening in this. That game is kind of a tonight is kind of a fluke. You're you're not going to beat. You're probably not going to beat Florida again seven to two. I think you guys would agree with that. No, you're not, you're not going to do what you did again tonight. This thing's going to tighten up. So, you know, it's a matter of, you know, when you're, when you're coaching a team, it's a matter of, it's not just a matter of managing lows, but just as important is managing the highs because now you got to pull these guys back. They're, I'm sure they're going to feel great and they've got some time to kick back and enjoy this, but the job's not done. That wasn't the fourth win, that was the second one.
1: And here's the thing with Florida, though, and this is something that I notice in the games that they keep getting caught puck-checking, right? Puck-watching, excuse me, and they're not moving their feet. That's what's killing them in these games, big time. And that killed them tonight. So, and what happens after that? You mentioned it when we got into the studio, they start getting nasty, another fight, another uh, penalty or whatever the hell, right? Uh, Misconduct. They're starting to get frustrated. And if you look at the Golden Knights, the Golden Knights aren't playing dirty, I had an, I had someone tell me earlier today, oh that Florida team is dirty. Did you watch the first game? I don't like them because they're dirty, and I, I didn't really think about it, right? But then I, I thought about what you said when we got in the studio, and I put two and two together, and I'm like, if you watch both games, the Knights haven't played dirty, and I'm not saying that because we cover the Knights or we you know we're fans of or none of that. If you watch both games, Florida got dirty in both games, and the Golden Knights are getting underneath this team's skin, doing all the right things, not being dirty. Not being, you know, a, a nasty team, they're just out there out skating, out shooting, out playing. This team, well, that
3: you? that might have been a plan too. Uh, you
1: know,
3: I'm a Flyers fan, <laughs> oh, okay. so I, so I know of using the physicality to try to to reach into somebody's mind and throw them off. You know, plus you know you're de- delivering punishment over a long series, but it hasn't worked on these guys. They're very poised, uh, and they they could have absolutely blown their gaskets with. When Eichel got hit, which, by the way, I don't think that was a dirty hit. If you if you saw it, I didn't think that was a bad hit. It was kind of a weird because when he he saw Kachuk coming, and he knew he was going to get clocked, and he actually towed his skate down so he could kind of go a little bit lower and throw his shoulder into it instead of being upright. If he'd have been upright, Eichel might not be skating for the rest of the series. You know, so it wasn't. It it made everybody mad because obviously you're sensitive about Eichel, you know, with his neck injury. But at the same time, you know that wasn't a dirty play. But it it got everybody going. Yeah, I I think I think that's one thing that if I were coaching the Panthers, not that I'm a, a hockey coach or anything, but one thing that I would say is, okay, boys, that stuff didn't work. We got to get that back down to business. You know, we tried it. We tried to throw them off their game. It failed. So next
1: game three and four in Florida. First game. Thursday, 5 p.m., Game 4, Saturday, 5 p.m. as well, live from Florida. Both games on TNT. Can the Panthers get one? Can they find a way to get that magic back that Ian talked about when they beat the Boston Bruins in the first round after being down 3-1? We shall see. I think it's going to be a great one no matter what. Fun one to watch. I like what I'm seeing from the Golden Knights so far. Before we get off of that and jump into our next topic, I just wanted to mention one thing. For those of you that do not know this, If you're a season ticket holder for the Golden Knights, you are required to purchase season uh, up to, uh, excuse me, let me backtrack. You are required in an agreement that you must purchase playoff and, if they make it, Stanley Cup final tickets. Granted, you get first price, meaning you get the lowest price possible before anything skyrockets. I know someone that had to work today, could not go to the game, was not able to sell his tickets because he's not allowed to put it on a third party, right? On a third party site or anything like that. He has to go through everything legit with the Golden Knights. Obviously, if he sells them on his own and just gives someone the tickets, quote unquote, that's a whole other story, right? My buddy wasn't able to sell his tickets. He's now out over $800 because he was required by his agreement as a season ticket holder to purchase games to a game that he knew he still could not go to because he had to work. This guy's a manager. He can't just say, hey, I'm not going to come into work today or I'm going to leave early because he can get in trouble. Now, I'm not I'm not downing the organization or anything like that because I, I did my research. It's not just the Golden Knights. It happens in all sports, right? It happens in the majority of sports for season ticket holders. So what I'm trying to get to that, I hope that they find a way to help season ticket holders down the road. Not necessarily, again, the Golden Knights, because I don't want people to think I'm grilling them, just the sports world in general. I think that some of if this is true and it's happening all over the place, I think there's got to be some type of help. Like, hey, I'm purchasing them because you're telling me to, but look, I can't go. What are you going to do to help me? get rid of these tickets? Are you going to help me find someone to purchase these tickets? Do you have an extra outlet that you work with as an organization that you're going to allow and help me as a season ticket holder to jump into to find a way to offload my tickets, right? Because if not, again, you're out $800. We don't know everyone's finances. We don't know how people live their lives. But to me, that's a lot of money. So I'm just saying I think that was tough for me to hear about knowing that that stuff happens, so I, I just hope that something gets changed there because not everyone can make it to these games even if they were a season ticket holder, you know what I mean? But Shannon Sharp, man, in the news. And this is good because I've been waiting this for, for this for a very long time. He's no longer going to be with Skip. He's, 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 he's dipping out. He's calling it quits. I don't have all the specifics of it, so I'm just going to paraphrase on from what I have read, right, obviously. But... The one thing that is crazy to me, they're already talking about replacement. And the replacement they're talking about is ridiculous. But before we talk about the replacement, I actually like Shannon Sharp. I used to hate him at first when he first started because I thought, here's just another ex-athlete that thinks he knows sports and all sports and wants to talk. But the more I listen to him, The more I watched him go back and forth with Skip, I saw and I understood this guy knows sports. He knows how to talk and follow sports. He's not just an ex-football player that knew football. He knows sports. And when you listen to someone that actually played a game and played it at a professional level and at a high level, won championships, Hall of Fame, all of that. I like listening to individuals like that. Like J.J. Redick. excuse me, I love Jay, listening to J.J. Reddick. He may say some crazy stuff from time to time, but he's an athlete that knows the game, that knows sports in general, that can talk it, right? So I hope that Shannon gets some type of big move here, some new big show somewhere else. I think he deserves it. He's done a lot in his career since he's joined Undisputed. And, and, and with all due respect, whether you want to agree with me or not, Skip has a lot to do with Shannon's success. It's a 50-50 plate there. There is no there is no unk without Skip if we're being honest.
2: Okay. I, I, I can't, uh, got your tongue on okay, that one, right? So, no, uh, I, I, I'm come gonna, go on. ahead, Ian. Uh, first come on. Off, I'm going to disagree. First off, he was being called Unk well before Skip. I'm not that, saying. That, I'm that. just saying. i mean, saying, let, Let's just get that, that out of the way real quick. Skip didn't give him I, that I'm n- not name the or never was associated you know I mean. with the reason why he called you that. You know what I mean. But like, you you got Shannon's show that does very, very well. He gets ex athletes on, he interviews them, does a great job on that show. He's has that personality that. People gravitate towards yeah, him. I don't necessarily think that Shannon wouldn't have made it without Skip. So I, I'm just gonna, kind of kind uh, 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 of that. Uh, don't but...
1: I didn't say he wouldn't have okay. made it. Don't put those words okay. in my
2: mouth. Come on. I don't think that Skip's personality or his persona on air is a major fact. It did Shannon. Best, Shannon? I, 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 see, but this is the thing. If you like if you've watched Shannon on other shows, if you've watched Shannon, you know, on his own show, that like that's Shannon. Yes, maybe he's not as argumentative and he does better when he has someone to antagonize. However, I like I don't think it necessarily has to be Skip. I think he can do that with anyone. Uh, what do you and, think? And, and, and like, to be fair, I think I personally think that This, uh, Even if they say it's not, I think this has a lot to do with the fact that Skip lately has been very disrespectful towards Shannon and his career lately. So, Shannon might just be fed up. Who knows? But I I would be very, very surprised if this is the end of the line for him. I, I think that whether it be his own show that he has, being picked up by a major network, or you know a major network saying hey look we have this idea for a show but i i think he will be picked up very quickly if that's the route he wants to
1: take so look i I won't say that skip is the cause of the success for shannon but if you look at shannon's show and you look at shannon on undisputed two different characters so what i'm saying is i truly believe that skip brings and has brought out the best in shannon but mark you were disagreeing with some of the stuff I was saying. I want to know what you have to say about it.
3: I think that Skip Bayless brings out the worst in him. Yeah. What? Absolutely. How? How? how, how?
2: Ratings are Let through me... the roof when Shannon goes nuts. Let me. What were the ratings before <laughs> Shannon got on that show? That, that's what that I great. really want to know and because that's what I feel like Shannon brings out the best in Skip. Oh, Shannon no, makes no. that show what it is.
3: No, no. I'm. I... Okay. Here's this is coming from a media guy that does shows, and it's gotten into arguments on air with people. Skip Bayless is an idiot. He's been an idiot. I have could never stand Skip Bayless. <laughs> right? <laughs> Shannon Sharp goes in there, and Skip just pulls out the, has apparently taught Shannon Sharp that, you got to be like me. You've got to say ridiculous, dumb stuff and start stupid fights all the time. And you know, some people like that. But I, you know, there, there's a couple people that I watch on YouTube. I mean, Sports Wars with uh, Ryan Canal is a great, great series. If you've never seen those guys, like the, he's under the Geese and Gamers g- banner, and they're you know, he and uh, you know, those guys just do a phenomenal job. And every time I turn around, I. Skip Bayless said this. Shannon Sharpe said this. And, I, and I'm and i like, you guys are better. You should be better than that. So does it break my heart that Shannon Sharp's leaving? No, and maybe maybe Shannon can grow up a little bit when he does his shows. I'm sorry, but that show is trash. Just like a lot of the ESPN shows have become even, you know, it become woke nightmares. Those guys are just going out. And, yeah, you know what? You get points for doing your viral stuff. But, you know, the the sports personalities that I've respected the most over the years are the ones that you can say things in a manner that are critical. You can say them, they're going to get attention, but you can say it in a respectful way without sounding like you're coming off the playground and just trying to trash talk somebody. doesn't break my heart. I don't feel bad for either. Shannon probably was putting up a lot of crap from Skip. Because if, if you were telling me, you know, who's the at fault in the relationship, my guess would probably be Skip. But, yeah, I, I could care less. They can both go away. Bye-bye.
1: So here's the thing. Shady McCoy is being announced or basically, you know, thrown out there he, as a floating he, name for him to basically <laughs> He's emerging, up, uh, as, a emerging as the partner yeah. now, right? So here's my thing. And people are going to hate me for it, but I have to be real. I'm very transparent. I'm real realistic. I don't beat around the bush. I don't hide. Isn't it funny too that, th- isn't it funny too that they're hiring another former black athlete to be Skip's partner one more time? Like, like again, what did uh, I just say? I'm, I'm going to tell you why uh, they're I, hiring. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. What did I just say? That Skip brings out the best in Shannon, as where you guys said the worst. Right? You see how he does that, the things that he does. So is that what we're going to basically see all over again, two point oh? Yeah. Well, okay. absolutely. I, I, right. I, I don't, that's what it is. I don't think that's the reason. I think based. it's more.
2: I think it's more of the fact that he's ex Eagles player. He is a very opinionated media Mm. personnel. Yes, he is. And he's not afraid to go back and forth with people on the panel that he's currently on, on Speak. So I I think if they are considering him and he ends up going, it's more of the fact that they know that 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 argument, that adversary type of role he can fill. I, I think that has a lot more to it that I think, they think that they'll be at each other's. They're sense.
3: they're trying and this next. this is what that show does and what a lot of a lot of the shows that are on now try to do. They want and, and this is something that I've griped about Vince McMahon doing a lot with WWE on the Mark Hoke show that's on Sundays eight to ten AM here on Cadon. Um, thank you. Is you're they're trying to get that viral moment. They want everybody to instead of look at the whole show and say this is a great show they want you to find a tiny snippet
2: mm-hmm.
3: where everybody's going crazy and get you talking about it positive or negative but mostly negative well, and and you know and and I'll and I'll just say this I mean I'm not going to say it like on my show you know we try to keep it a little toned down to a point where we don't get super crazy we stay respectful but one thing that I've been successful with on my YouTube channel is cutting the show in pieces and giving people little chunks give them a little teaser and This is all they're trying to do. They're trying to get these two guys to absolutely combust and get somebody talking about it. And, you know, I I don't think it's the right way to go.
1: And, And Talking about snippets, if you have not seen the main snippet that is on the pinned page of the Mark Hoke show on Twitter, I just retweeted it. You might want to go check out that video because I'm sorry. That is classic and the way that mark handled it was even more amazing i loved it if you guys have not checked it out i won't give you any more information just go look at my retweet jose underscore Volonte. if not at mark Hoke show trust me you will not be disappointed but gentlemen we got to get to a quick break hold that thought ian when we come back you can give me that thought but we also got to talk about the nba finals we're at a deadlock now guys one one we're going to get into all that conversation another miami heat team I'm sorry Florida team hot here we'll see how that goes but Jose Volonte Ian Bradford we're almost done here with Mark Hoke on SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK Don and the Odyssey app but we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford, producer Mark Holt behind the big board. I'm definitely looking for something, and I think we're all going to be looking for something, probably a brand new team because Sweden. I don't know if you guys know this. Sweden just declared sex a sport. Oh, I, so, I, went, I mean, so I'm we, judge. So we, and we Did you're, they you're, declare you're a be a televised okay. sport. Or? See, that I don't know. I we gotta, we got to find the details. Yeah. But guys, we got to start choosing teams now. Uniforms. I mean, I said, wait a minute. Hmm, what kind of uniforms are they? That's
2: that's going to be the real question. Tricky part is the whole legal situation behind the there, owners. There's. <laughs> man,
1: there's, there's gonna be, I think
2: there's going to be a lot it's more gonna, doctors I think it's involved more individual
3: in Individual and couples would be my guess.
1: You think so? Yeah, I would hope
3: so, man. If, it, if this turns into team activity, I don't know, man. And if you
1: think about it, that brings a whole new meaning to choose a new team, guys. But anyways, Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford – our guy producer Mark Hope behind the big board doing what he does for us every single night here on SportsX Radio. Tuned in live on 101.5 K Don here in Las Vegas and streaming live on the Odyssey app. If you guys haven't done so, download that app. It is completely free. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Jose underscore Volonte, my guy Ian at Ian B Sports, Ian B underscore Sports, and my guy Mark at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter as well. I'm not sure if someone is trying to give us a call. But, uh, you know, sometimes you get people that get crazy and they want to give us a call. They might not like what we're saying. I hope that we didn't push any buttons there. No, we're good. Okay. just want to make we're, sure. We're good. Guys, but, don't, don't get mad. It's a new sport. What do you want me to say?
3: Well, by the way, you know, coming out of that last segment, I got a suggestion for Shady. What is it? Because if I were doing a sports show with Skip Bayless, I would definitely want to get my heart checked out before I went in there. Ooh.
1: I didn't even think
3: about it. I mean, seriously. And, And fortunately, you know, when Shady comes to Las Vegas, he can visit the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Great idea. Your health and the health of those you love has never been more important. It's on our minds, so get peace of mind when you visit Preventative Diagnostic Center. They have the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart and lung disease. Call Preventative Diagnostic Center now to schedule your free educational consultation at 702-534-7900, 702-534-7900, and tell them Ken Ken Thompson, yeah, that guy, I know him, (laughs) Ken Thompson from SportsX Radio sent you. Sorry, I'm thinking about the Swedish team. Uh, I didn't didn't He did a scan. (laughs) He's glad he did. He got information on his heart and overall health that he never would have known. The comfortable scan only took minutes, and he got a detailed report from a bird. (laughs) Wow. A bird. bird. I I almost got bird again. It
1: caught me twice. Board certified radiologist. Say that three times fast.
3: Board certified radiologist. Board certified radiologist. You missed one. I know. I'm not going to say it three times. (laughs) And another great thing, if you have a spouse or significant other, God bless you. They're free. Go as a couple. Take the one you love. Like Skip can take Slim Shady if he wants to. It's great to get those answers before there's signs and symptoms. They'll both get a heart CT scan with calcium score for only $125, $600 value per person. You pay only $125. Early detection's key. Get peace of mind when you take charge of your health. Call Preventative Diagnostic Center right now, 702-534-7900, 702-534-7900, 702-534-7900.
1: Preventative Diagnostic Center. Now, look, guys, I know everyone's listening, and you're probably wondering, why are they laughing? you know, Your health is no laughing matter. It's just, but think about this. If your health is no laughing matter, go get checked out. Get your family, your spouse, and everyone else checked out because then you can laugh and enjoy your life the way that we're doing, right? If you do that, you're alive, you're breathing, everything is well, and you enjoy your life. That's what life is all about. It's about laughing. And not only that, taking the good with the bad, just like we're going to take with this shady and Skip Bayless getting together with this new marriage. But a marriage that seems to be working right now, guys, in the NBA is the marriage between Jimmy Butler, the Miami Heat, and Eric Spolstra. I know it's one-one. I'm not saying that he'd have won anything yet, but after the way they got manhandled in the first game of the NBA playoffs by the Denver Nuggets, when everyone was coming out, sweet, bring out the Brooms, Denver's too much. No one can stop Jokic. And I just want to throw this out there. If you guys were on our Twitter spaces on Plug Talk, you heard me say take Jokic at minus one oh six to get a triple double. He got that in game one. Just throwing that out there. But the Miami, mean, he tied it up in game two last night take the lead at the end of the game. I think this is the fourth time this postseason that they come back from eight-plus points down. That is an NBA playoff record. No one has ever done it. They have it. They're on fire. For some reason, guys, I don't know if you feel the same way, but every time I've watched the Heat this season in the playoffs, seeing them down, it's never. they're never out. It's like, okay, when are they going to make the run? How are they going to make the run? It's not, can they, because we've seen it time and time again. There's been times where they've been down 10, 15, 20 points in other series, and they've made tremendous runs. And the crazy thing is, guys, again, we say it all the time. So many of these guys are not big-name superstars on this squad. Look what Jimmy Butler is doing with this team. He's showing you I'm a superstar, but I don't need superstars or big-name superstars around me to be able to win. I can be a team player. I can listen, be who I want to be, but still be coached and be able to help coach the rest of these young players. Are you liking what you're seeing from Miami, Ian? Do you think that they can pull this off and win the next two at home?
2: Well, I'm going to reference what I said last time I was on here was that I do believe still Miami in six. I, I, I think that... The biggest thing with Jimmy is that you just said it. He's a superstar, but it's not just that he doesn't need superstars around him. I think more so he's not making it about him. He never really has. The media has made it about him. But he is a very selfless player, but he wants the most out of his guys. And uh, I think that's a quality of a good teammate, a good leader. And I think that's why what, what we're seeing here. Um, I think... Honestly, what is impressive, though, is that unlike, you know, Denver, Celtics, these some of these other teams like the Warriors, right? When they come back, it's because just randomly they get hot. Yeah. Like they're just starting a streak on shooting threes and shooting mid-range jumpers and stuff like that. With Miami, I feel like the reason why they've been able to come back is just physicality. They are very, very physical, and it seems like they wear down teams as the— as the game goes on and that's why they're able to come back um and I I think that's what's going to continue happening I, I I think that Denver relies a little bit too much on Murray when it comes to getting everyone hot on shooting and if they can shut down Murray I really do think that they have a valid shot at winning this whole thing
1: Ian, I know you got more to say. Mark, I know I also want to get to your thoughts, but we got to get to a commercial break. We kind of went a little bit long on the previous conversation, but, hey, when you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself and the conversation is great, you keep on going. But once again, Jose Volonte, Ian Bradford, producer Mark Hoke behind the big board here on SportsX Radio, live from Las Vegas. We will be right back. I don't care if the sun don't shine.
4: I do my drinking in the evening time
1: when I'm in Las Vegas. You can hope sit in the 80s don't come to Las Vegas. Once again, Jose Valente, Ian Mark Hoke, producer here live I'm gonna punch you. Sports X Radio 101.5 FM. K Don here locally and streaming live on the Odyssey. Right. We're filling in tonight for our guy, Ken Thompson. Badly. We basically do... Every Monday night, pretty yeah. much all the we'll time, hold on, or whenever can we can. Really job. But uh you're, you're, you're actually doing a great job. Ian. You and I
3: are all right. Okay. Jose just got bad take after bad take tonight.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Nobody, fair nobody enough. likes me. It's so sad.
3: No, oh, I didn't. We didn't say we didn't like you. Yeah. We just think you're a clod. Man,
1: I'm gonna be so sad. See, that's a vi- yeah,
3: And and that's a, a a clip that and there's a viral <laughs> moment. Right. <laughs> anyway, we didn't guys. mean any of that. Well, well I don't know. maybe we
1: did. Anyways, guys, talking about <laughs> viral moments, Gabe Vincent, undrafted free agent, guys, getting back to the w, uh, to the NBA finals for the Miami Heat in game two, went off with 23 points. Outplayed, technically, statistically, Jimmy Butler that night. Again, going back to what I've harped on. Everyone that I keep speaking to, all I hear in my ear, yap, 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 is Denver's got the better team. Denver's got the more depth. Denver's got the better all-around squad. Denver's got guys here. Denver's got Michael Porter Jr. Denver doesn't just need Jokic. But then no one talks about the full squad that the Miami Heat have. Miami doesn't have to do it with just Jimmy. Now, 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 is Jimmy the vocal leader? Is he the guy that's pushing it there? Of course, definitely. Everyone wants to follow him, right? But if you look at the rest of the squad, everyone else is stepping up. When you have pretty much damn near, I mean, Kevin Love is old as dirt, but when you pretty much have (laughs) damn near, the whole starting five in double figures and the whole starting five and pretty much plus on the plus minus side, that's what you want. When you look at the Denver side, you got to look at what are we getting from them? Ian, you talked about it a bunch of times. You and I talk about this all the time, and you have the conversation with me. Jamal Murray's not going to be able to carry or help Jokic, I love Jamal. I've said it before. You know that. I've had this conversation with you. I love Jamal Murray. I love his game. You know, it sucks that he got hurt years ago, but I've always loved him since he was back in college. But you're right. This guy is not going to be able to carry a team. With all due respect, he is not that guy. He's a guy that needs help, right?
2: So I I actually will argue, and I want to say that Jokic actually needs more help than Murray. Um, The reasoning and my reasoning behind that is just that you're right. He can't carry it if he gets shut down. Um, But just like I believe that Butler is the oil that makes that motor work in Miami. I think Murray is the same way over there. Now, maybe he's not facilitating the same way that Jokic is. And Jokic is a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to discredit him as a player. What I'm trying to say, though, is that when it comes to the functioning of that team, when the ball has to be consistently joke like he has to be the lead scorer, they don't do as well. And I think that's because he's such a facilitator that he opens up the floor for everyone else that they get these wide-open shots. So if you can sh- shut down... The rest of the team, then, as a team, they're worse.
1: And here's the thing. I talked about plus-minus. Completely different. Starting five for Denver in game one, everyone plus on the plus-minus side. Miami, everyone on the starting five in the negative on the plus-minus side. Fast forward to game two. Everyone on the starting five in Miami on the plus, not me on the minus. Everyone in Denver— Jokic, okay, 41 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, minus 11 on the plus-minus. You have the guys on the bench for Denver with the only ones that were on the plus side. You need a full, consistent run if you're going to win. You cannot give me one game and then come out and take a backseat, take a nap, and let Miami do what they do. I've said it over and over again. Eric Spostra is that guy that will, can, and has out-coached other guys. Not to take anything away from Malone. He's a great coach. He's done a lot of great things with Denver. We're taking this team farther than they've ever been. But you cannot ever sleep on a guy that was groomed and taken care of by a guy like Pat Riley. Look what Eric Spolstra has done. Look what he did in that Boston series. Look what he did in the series against Milwaukee. Adjustments. Knowing how to play against the matchups that are thrown in front of you. You you harp on this all the time. It's the matchups. It's the matchups. Well, he's figured out the matchups that are put in front of him. He's getting guys back that are healthy with Tyler Hero. We'll see what he can bring to the table. But all around, I think this is going into Miami. It's an all Miami or nothing spot. Not to win the whole finals, but these next two games, I think Miami's in a sweet spot.
2: It's important to take away home field advantage God, and that's what, or home, home court, court. Yeah. yeah. Home court revenge, and they did that and I I honestly believe that there is a possibility they win two. I don't think that happens. I think they split though. Okay. And I think it goes back for you know, 2-2. Two, two. And then I think Miami takes the next two. Um, I, I we we talk about it, you know, what what does a being a dog entail? And I, I think you kinda of touched on it. It's the matchups, but it's also being like willing to do whatever necessary to win. Yeah. Whether that's scoring, facilitating, playing defense, and I think that's what makes Jimmy Butler and Sproulstra such a good combination is because they're both willing to do whatever it takes.
1: Mark, what have you seen from the playoffs and the finals so far from both of these teams? I think
3: you guys are really underestimating Denver is what I think. I they're the better team. They have the better talent. It's and it's it the way you guys are talking, you're saying this is this is Miami's series. No. No. They Miami, you know, Miami is very fortunate they're not down 2-0. This was always
2: Miami's series.
3: <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now There's going to be adjustments on the other side. I don't think that happens again. I I said Denver in six. I'm sticking with that. I I just, I mean, great effort. And I love Jimmy Butler. It broke my heart that he is not still a Philadelphia 76er. They would have won a championship this year if he was there. I sincerely believe that. Okay, I agree. But. Of course
1: you agree. You're a sixer. But
3: the 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 talent on Denver is eventually going to shine through, and you know sometimes maybe you, you know you have a game like that that you let get away. The response from the better team should be that ain't happening again, so you know and they they do have to go back to Miami. I see it going two two as well in all probability. this may go seven now, I figured six, but yeah i just I just think Denver's going to take them eventually.
2: So you talk Tell about the me. talent. Let's uh, let's go back to the the matchups real quick. Butler Murray, who are you taking? I, talent lean, watch, just strictly on talent. I would, who are you
3: taking? I would probably lean Butler, but you know, pretty close. Okay. I I, I think, and I'm going to say this by the way. I think everybody forgot about who gets Jimmy Butler is, but I also think that you know somebody's saying, oh, they're the he's the best in the NBA. I'm Like, come on, let's let's tone that down a little bit too. The, the recency bias that's going on because of what they're doing is kind of getting a little out of hand.
2: So, Would you say that Adebayo is at least on the same page as Aaron Gordon?
3: Mm.
1: Adebayo is uh, better than Aaron Gordon
3: in my opinion. It's,
4: I agree. It's, it's, it's awfully close. Now,
1: now, Aaron Gordon has been surprising the hell out of me because all I ever thought I saw was a dunk guy, but this guy has changed his whole
2: game around. He, he yes, was see, different I, game one. I, I just think that people...
3: Haven't seen Denver that much, and they they don't understand how good this team is. That's that's a problem playing in the Midwest when you know everybody wants to watch the Lakers and the Clips and the Suns, and you know people watch this team just roll all year long, but they didn't pay attention. It, it's a pretty darn good team, and I think they're going to be all right.
1: So, let's give our final predictions here before we finish up the show, okay? before we finish up, because we will probably won't be back here for another week, so maybe we'll get close to that NBA Finals. I'll give you guys this. I said it before, and I'll say it again. The NBA is losing money, and they are losing so much of it because the Denver Nuggets are playing the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. The fact that the Lakers are not having a rematch against the Heat or the fact that the Lakers aren't playing the Boston Celtics in this Finals – Is hurting the NBA a whole lot. I don't have numbers. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm just not an idiot. I know the way things work. I know the way ratings work. I'm a fan of this. I watched since I was a kid. I say this is going to go seven because this is the only way the NBA will find a way to make any type of bread from this that they have lost. It's a conspiracy theory. Call me crazy. They will find a way to get it going. What do you got, Ian?
2: I'm not going to tell you who wins, though. Yeah, like, Sago, Sago. I, I don't think that's the case because in both conference finals, the reffing was terrible. So um, the officiating was terrible. But uh, I, I said before, I think they uh, split uh, in Miami, go back 2-2. Miami takes it. I, I think they win in six.
3: Mark? I'm staying with my Denver in six.
1: Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to say it right now, then. I'll be, I'll be the tiebreaker. You got Denver, uh, no, Miami don't. in six. Yeah. Mark's got Denver in six. I got Miami and seven. There's the tiebreaker. That's what I'm saying. I think it goes seven. But, guys, we've come to the end of the show. I appreciate both of you, Mark. Let everyone know where they can find your show and whatever you got going on with your wrestling stuff.
3: markhokeshowcom has got all the information on it. We'll see you on Sunday, 8 to 10 a.m. here on Cadon. If you can't catch the show, follow us uh, on our podcast, MarkHokeShow.podbean.com, and all your favorite
1: podcast outlets. My guy, Ian, what do you got to end it up?
2: Just make sure you follow all outlets. Uh, you can find me mostly on ENB underscore sports on Twitter, uh, as well as Kate on IC app uh, and our show.
1: Once again, Jose Volonte at Jose underscore Volonte tomorrow. Catch me on the TC Martin show from two to 4 PM live here in Las Vegas and streaming everywhere else worldwide. I want to give a big shout out to our guy, Kent Thompson for allowing us to jump in studio and jump behind the mic and have a great time with Mark. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. We are out. Peace.